Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. This is episode 319. <laughs> How you doing? 13 degrees here in upstate New York. Feels like negative three. Highs are only going to be about 13. Winds are out of the southwest, 15 miles per hour. I started my show off a while ago, a couple shows ago, with the intro to Superman. Brings back really good memories. I have good memories of that. I just like that song. Sounds good. I have lots of stuff I want to talk to you about today, so I'm glad that you stopped over and you're giving me a little bit of your time on this Wednesday. Maybe it's not Wednesday when you're listening, but either way, thank you for giving me your time, something that is so valuable, something I can never give back to you, and so thank you. Stick around. When we come back, we'll jump right into all kinds of stuff and things. I'll be back. I have a quote for you I want to share. This is from Ashley Smith. Life is full of beauty. Notice it. Notice the bumblebee, the small child, and the smiling faces. Smell the rain and feel the wind. Live your life to the fullest potential and fight for your dreams. We talked a little bit about dreams in my last show, and I asked you guys, what is your reoccurring dream? What's your scariest dream? We have some phone calls that I'm going to take today about that. But I think that dreams are so much more than just the dreams that we have while we're asleep. We all have dreams. Joseph Chilton Pierce said, to live a creative life, we must lose our fear of being wrong. So to really live to your fullest potential, you got to lose that fear of being wrong. Something I'm trying to work on. And it's, it's life is beautiful. Speaking of beauty, I um, did an episode just last night with a podcast by the name of Dwan and Only. And we did a podcast where we talked about 45 minutes or so, and we talked about beauty and what is beauty to me and what is beautiful. And it's such an abstract word, beauty. I think we use it so much, and it's hard to describe what's beautiful to me might not beautiful be beautiful to you. But it was a lot of fun. Head on over to... Uh, Dwan and Only, his podcast, you can find podcast, find his podcast anywhere podcasts are found and check out what we talked about with beautiful, with what was, what was beautiful to us. All right, let's learn something. Want to learn? We're going to learn today. I feel curious. Hmm. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I do want to know. What year was the blue M&M introduced? Oh, it hasn't always been there? I remember when the blue M&M was not in M&M bags because it was early 1995. I was a young guy in 95. I remember 95 really well. But Mars ran a promotion in which consumers were invited to vote on which of either blue pink or purple would replace the tan M&M. Yeah, there used to be a tan M&M. I remember that too. Blue was the winner, replacing tan in the fall of 1995. Anytime I learn something, it brings me down a rabbit hole because I remember something. And I remember the M&Ms got rid of the red M&M too. 
And I don't, I don't remember that as well. I remember this story because that was in 1976. There was a red number two, which was out and it was suspected as a canark, canarcinogen, <laughs> a carcinogen. There we go. But the red dye that they used in the red M&Ms was not that red dye number two, but they changed the color just for consumers and they replaced it with orange. So, but it was 10 years later, a student, Paul Heathman, he was a student at the Ten uh, University of Tennessee. He started a joke campaign to reinstate the red M&M and it caught fire. And so 10 years later, 1986, the red M&M came back. Isn't that weird? It's crazy. I love learning stuff. It's kind of fun. The more we know. Who, who cares about blue M&Ms and tan M&Ms and red M&Ms? All those things really don't really matter, but it's good to get that mental workout and some kind of little fun fact. I like fun facts. I realized when I went over to uh, the History Channel this morning, right before I came out to talk to you guys, I didn't realize one of the days, or, or on one of the facts for this day of history, I guess I had forgot about it or didn't realize but on this day, in 1948, Mahatma Gandhi is assassinated. And I guess I forgot that he was killed. I thought he just died. I forgot that he was assassinated. So I myself learn something every time I come over to my, or do my own podcast. <laughs> Whenever I come over to We No, I don't come over to We Live on a Planet. I do We Live on a Planet. Also on this day, though, we had... 1835, shots are fired in the House of Representatives. Yeah, at President Andrew Jackson. Too bad they missed. That guy was such a... Ugh. Andrew Jackson was not a good president. How he's on our $20 bill is beside me. Racist. Just not a good, not a good president. I could go on with what I think about other things, but I'm not. Because on this day in 1972... Sunday, bloody Sunday, Northern Ireland. 13 unarmed civil rights demonstrators are shot dead by the British Army paratroopers. An event that has been known as Bloody Sunday. You too did a song about that. 1968, Tet Offensive begins, Vietnam. Every time I'm over here at the History Channel's website, it seems so much stuff is about Vietnam on this day. That was a tumultuous war tumultuous time 1882 fdr is born 1933 speaking of radio we're doing a little bit of radio right now I, I like to think of this as a radio show the lone ranger debuts on detroit radio hi ho silver away lone ranger i can't imagine being back in the time of radio i would have loved it i think i would have really liked it because i have an imagination that is huge anyways so you had to use your imagination for the radio, that's for sure. Before we open up the phone lines, let's let's uh, learn our word of the day, or hear our word of the day, We should, I should say. Something new I started here on the podcast, I thought it'd be fun. Okay, let's play it. Garish. Garish, thank you. Garish, obtrusively bright and showy, lurid, lurid. The paper on which the books were printed was flimsy and cheap, and the books sold chiefly on the strength of their garish 
covers. Try to use garish in a sentence today if you can. You'll win, uh, let's say, three points. I'll send you three points. What do you do with those three points? I don't know. Buy a bag of M&Ms. Do whatever it is that you want to do. Stick around when we come back. We'll hear from you. I love hearing from you guys. I love opening up the phone lines. I asked you guys the other day to give me a buzz and ask me about some of your dreams. And I got some calls from you guys, and so I appreciate that. Let's hear from you. I'll be right back. Hey, Patrick. Callum here from Life's Wonders by Uncrazed. I would say the weirdest dream that I've ever had would have been when I was about 15 years old. And just as I fell into a state of sleep, I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time in my life. Not only was that scary, but as I was in the state of sleep paralysis, this dark figure of what I can only describe as a demon lady sat on my chest with her knees tucked up to her stomach and then started doing a form of CPR and I could feel her actually pressing down on my chest and it was the scariest thing and I couldn't wake myself up and it felt like it went on for at least 10 minutes but it must have been seconds. It was very weird. On another note, can I just say, your voice sounds just like Vin Diesel's. I hope that's a compliment. Welcome back. Thank you, Callum. Callum from Life's Wonders by Uncrazed. What a creepy, scary dream that was and that you can remember even though you were 15 years old when you had it. I've never had sleep paralysis and that sounds terrifying. I can't imagine having a dark figure sit on my chest and do that. That sounds absolutely terrifying, Callum. Absolutely. And thank you. Vin Diesel, huh? I've been told I have a nice voice, but never been told Vin Diesel. I'm going to have to try to... If I can do it a little deeper, I can make my voice deeper if I really concentrate and try. Thanks, Callum, for calling us up and letting us know about your really scary dream. Hopefully you don't have that one as a reoccurring one. All right, let's open up the lines. we got some more phone calls. Thanks. I'll be right back. Patrick, good afternoon. It's Andrew here from Win and Tonic, sending this message from Yorkshire in the United Kingdom. So... A reoccurring dream for me, it's not the same dream, but it's certainly a reoccurring theme, is that, and it's, I'll do my best to sort of piece this together, but as you probably know if you're asking this question, when you start <laughs> trying to talk about dreams, they, they start going, drifting away from you, but it's, it's that I'm being pursued or chased or that I'm trying to get out of a sticky situation um, from a group of people that I don't genuinely see in the, the 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 dream itself but i am aware that i'm trying to you know get away from from something and it, I, I suppose it does feel like i'm being pursued by someone not something it's it's either someone or a group or something like that so yeah i would say that is yeah sorry that's my first time sending a voice <laughs> message on uh, anchor patrick so i didn't realize they cut off after 59 seconds so that was basically it. The the one thing I just added to it that um, quite often the, the this dream that, that when it occurs it takes place at my that my family home where I grew up, um, which is another town. I haven't lived in that house for since two thousand and six. So, but it was, a, it was a wonderful house to grow up in. You know, I had a great you know I had a great childhood. It was the house where everyone came and hang out, hung out, and 
that was, you know, it, it, I do, from recent memory, a, a few of these dreams have happened there, you know, either in the garden or there, thereabouts, or certainly, yeah, it, it, that that seems to be quite sort of poignant in the forefront of my mind. So that was it. And then one thing I added on a very strange dream I had once, I'll quickly do it now as it's running out. I once put two pairs of denim jeans on a ginger cat. So I will leave you with that one and see what you make of that. Many thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew from Wynn and Tonic Con from Yorkshire, UK. Thank you. You know, and it is, you're right. As soon as you start going to describe a dream, it is really difficult. It's hard to, you have it and you go to tell a friend or a family member or something and it just, the more you're trying to describe it, the stranger it sounds to you. So I can definitely relate Andy, that you're having a hard time describing your dream, but I think you did pretty well. I mean, that's terrible, though, that I have that. Re not, I'm not being chased by people, but I have this where I'm like in a group or surrounding and I have this sense that I I need to be someplace and I might be in a, a terminal and it doesn't matter if it's an airport or a bus station or whatever. And in the there's a bunch of people and I'm standing in line and I realize I don't have my ticket and I'm in a panic and everybody around me seems to be like, it's no big deal. Or I I'm trying to get someplace quickly and I'm feeling hampered by it. So I can definitely relate. And it's, it's strange though that you had, it, you know, the, in your childhood home and it reoccurs there. Not strange. I think familiar because it's a place that was very familiar for you. So maybe that's why you have it a lot. I'm not sure. But I can say, two pairs of denim pants and a ginger cat, huh? <laughs> That's a strange one. You know what's real strange? Everybody knows ginger cats are not fans of denim. It has to be uh, checkered. You know that. It's plaid. Plaid or nothing for ginger cats. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. It looks like we got time for a couple more phone calls. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, man. I'm listening to your episode about dreams. And you're talking about lucid dreaming. I wanted to let you know there's something you can buy that will train you how to dream lucidly. And I think it's even on Amazon or something. Uh, I forget what it's called. I'll have to look it up and get back to you. But uh, you should check that out. Just uh, search for lucid dreaming. And maybe I saw it on YouTube. I don't know. But <laughs> there's a device you wear on your wrist and it, it sort of buzzes and tries to uh, raise you into that half-dreaming, half-awake um, state of mind. But anyway, look it up. See if you can find it. And uh, take care. Keep the good work. Thanks, Rare Todd. I appreciate it. Letting me know about there's a training device that you think you saw on either Amazon or YouTube that helps you lucid dream i've i've never seen that but i have seen they have um i don't know if it was on amazon maybe it was something i saw on youtube too like a visor type that has uh led lights that when you get into a lucid state that it helps put i guess when you go into rem helps let you know that you are lucid dreaming so hmm so you're gonna try definitely try that uh counting your fingers See if that works for you. Thanks, Rare Todd. I do appreciate it. So I'll have to check that out. Looks like we have another phone call. Ooh, cool. A visor thing that has 
blinking lights when you're in REM sleep. Like um, a visor like uh, Commander Geordi from Star Trek. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that. I'm going to have to look that up. <clears throat> um, I've never had a lucid dream, by the way, uh, that I'm aware of, that I was lucid enough to know I had a lucid dream. Does that even make any sense? I don't know. But uh, I'd like to try it somehow. I'm going to try that counting your fingers thing that you were talking about on your last episode. Um, thanks, man. Take care. See ya. Yeah, just like Star Trek. Isn't that crazy? Rare Todd again, give me a buzz. I've always said science fiction becomes science fact. And a lot of things from Star Trek come true. So maybe one day we will have visors for people like Lieutenant Jordy. Jordy. Was it Lieutenant? I think. or Yeah. But for people that are visually impaired, maybe they would have a visor that would help you see or something that could help you lucid dream. I've it's it's too bad you haven't lucid dreamed. Definitely try counting your fingers. I've lucid dreamed only a couple times in my life, but it is something that is fascinating to do. Definitely, definitely. So thanks and um I appreciate you calling in. Looks like we have another phone call. I'll be right back. Good morning, Patrick of We Little Planet. This is KMC of the KMC show, and I'm just calling in about the question you posed on episode 318 which comedian was in on the we are the world song and it, well, the answer is dan Aykroyd, of all people and the the reason why dan Aykroyd dan Aykroyd was in on this was just a total complete accident he uh, went in on a he was looking for a business manager and he went into the wrong office, into a talent man manager's office. And uh, the talent manager asked him, hey, do you want to be in, in on this We Are The World? And um, he said yes. So, yeah, it was a complete accident. But he did do the Blues Brothers. He has sung, so it, it was an odd fit. But he, he does have a background in singing. Welcome back. Thank you so much. That's KMC from the KMC Show yesterday or not yesterday monday excuse me monday's my last episode i asked you guys in th episode 318 a little fun fact because on that date the we are the world album had came out and i said can you answer the question of what comedian was in we are the world and he was absolutely correct with dan Aykroyd, and you're you're absolutely correct too that it was just a complete accident and how funny it happened and you're right he was a blues brother blues brothers there Still one of my favorites, cult classic. Kudos to you, KMC. I wish I could send you a, a nice little baked ham. I don't baked ham. I don't. I think I'm talking about ham because our next phone call talks about pork, the other white meat. One of my episodes, I talked about that too. So besides dreams, you guys called in on some other things, and I appreciate that too. So KMC, thanks for answering that question. Dan Aykroyd, you are correct. Looks like we have time for a couple more phone calls. We'll be right back. Hi, Patrick. Steve from It's a Random World here. When you mentioned about pork being the other white meat, I wonder if that's a play on words from Jeff Dunham, where on his stage show when he's using his puppet Peanut, 
Peanut, they're talking about ham. And Peanut calls Jeff Dunham the other white meat. Or something like that. And then calls him Jeff Dunham. I wonder if it's just a play on words from that. Anyway, just a thought. Anyway, have a great week. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Um, take care when you're shoveling all the snow. And be careful out there. And speak to you soon. Bye for now. Hi Patrick, it's Steve again. Sorry if this message is a bit echoey. I'm currently standing in a corridor at work. Yet you asked on your podcast why we listen to you. Well, for me, I find your voice very welcoming. Your whole personality comes across to you very friendly. You always have something interesting to say and pretty much you're one of the first podcasts that I look forward to listening to. As soon as one pops up, I listen to it. So hopefully that helps, but take care, my friend, and speak to you soon. My friend Steve Wright from a podcast named It's a Random World. Thank you for calling in. And I'm wondering if Jeff Dunham is just using a play on words, you're correct, and saying that I think that that's probably the reason that he's going in his act. But here in America, we had uh, years ago a campaign for the pork association and their stick was pork, the other white meat. And one of my episodes not too long ago when we did our, I'm feeling curious fact was, is pork really a white meat and pork is considered a red meat. And it was just a fun fact, random. And it allowed Steve to kind of get his brain work in a little mental gymnastics of why maybe. And then I asked too, why, why people listen? No worry about the echoes. sounds fine. Your voice is fine and everything like that. And, Thank you for saying that mine is a welcoming voice and that you find that there's interesting things here at We Live on a Planet. I do appreciate it. I appreciate everybody who takes their time to call into this show. Appreciate your support. It's fun. And uh, it allows me to get my creative juices going here, pushing this red button that can be scary sometimes. I know that um, I pushed it before when I thought maybe I shouldn't. And on my podcast yesterday that I did with Dwan and Only, I had talked a little bit about that. And he said, no, I'm going to stop you right there and tell you, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about when you're depressed or whatnot. People still need to hear that. And so even though I felt like maybe I shouldn't have shared those, I'm so thankful I did. So I do appreciate that. And um, I think we got time for another phone call. So stick around. We'll be right back. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Mr. Patrick, this is Desert Fox. Hey, brother, I just wanted to check in with you. I listened to Monday's episode, and I just wanted to put in my two cents because I understand there's an issue with the transitions. Bro, I listened all the way straight through on Anchor. So I just thought you should know I didn't have any breaks, any glitches. Actually, it's one of the few times Anchor's never done that to me. (laughs) Hope you're doing good, brother. Man. Man, I don't know what to tell you about that snow. Phoenix is calling. Phoenix is calling, just saying. Have a great day, brother. Love you. My brother from another mother. That's Desert Fox, my friend over at Cannabis Conundrum. Find his podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. And a couple episodes ago, I asked you guys if you were listening through Anchor, if you were having any playback issue problems. Uh, One of my friends called in and said that he was having a little bit of playback issues. And Desert Fox just said that he was able to listen to Monday's episode 
and had no problems. So I'm happy to know that it, maybe they've worked out the kinks. And you know, you're you're saying the desert's calling me. It is. I know. I, I, I would love to move. I love New York. I love the green. But right now, these negative temperatures, it's when it gets tough. I can deal with the snow, but it's when it's this cold. It's brutal. It's brutal. Thanks for the phone call, Desert Fox. And I love you too, my friend. I love you guys. I love all of you out there. I really do. And I appreciate your time that you give me. Thank you for allowing me to be creative. Thank you for giving me the kind words. I do appreciate it. I want to share that quote from Ashley Smith one more time, just to kind of finish off our show with this positive affirmation. Something that we need to remember. We really do. Life is full of beauty. Notice it. Notice the bumblebee, the small child, and the smiling faces. Smell the rain and feel the wind. Live your life to the fullest potential and fight for your dreams. Fight for them. Fight for your dreams. You can do it, my friends. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.